I want to start off by saying um, happy Thanksgiving to people in the U.S. As I'm recording this, it is Thanksgiving on the American side of the border. We already had ours like weeks ago, about a month ago. So enjoy yours, which means we have Black Friday here tomorrow, which is ridiculous. I've never understood Black Friday in Canada. It is ridiculous. Does that segue? Maybe it segues. Does that segue? Well, we'll see. So the internet always goes kind of, well, crazy when THG decides to do lists. And the, the lists are, are honestly, here's, here's how they're born and here's why they still exist. In between free agency and training camp for the following season, there's a dead zone where nothing's really happening. And during that dead zone, it's important for me to make sure that my view counts are still because that's that's my income. You know, this is my job. I'm <clears throat> I'm I'm on 365 days a year. So, in in trying to ensure that I maintain that income, the list videos exist. I do list videos. I I spread them apart a bit usually by like two or three days per list, and I try to strategically place them. Now, I strategically placed them this year after free agency had died down. Now, I, I can't just keep doing different lists because then it starts to turn really random, and before you know it, it's best 10 players who've ever played in the NHL named Sven. But with some of the just ridiculousness on the Internet, sometimes I think, well, maybe you should do that. Maybe you should do ridiculous lists. And at some point, it's going to happen. I don't know when that's going to be, but at some point, it's going to happen. Now, I got myself a new phone, which I'm going to use to... I haven't decided whether I want to make it so that if I'm if I'm using the phone in a video, that I'm going to be Gary Bettman or talking to Gary Bettman. I know it's the Bet phone, and, and maybe I'll just end up doing both. And I was going to do videos on... You know, how the NHL's initial reactions to the 31 jerseys might have been for retro-reverse. But I, I don't know how much interest there is in that right now. And I don't want to keep hitting the, the same note over and over and over again. But I intend to start doing those. And I've got the, the psychic predictions videos that I'm going to do at some point too. But I'm still I'm waiting in the National Hockey League to just announce something. Um, then there was a comment today. Well, what's more important, the league or your channel? Well, to me, they're connected. That's that sort of, you know, if, if you work, um, you know, I used to work in, in a meat packing plant. If, if we didn't have meat, we didn't have work. And that happened. We had times where they would just run out. They'd run out in receiving, and maybe maybe it's winter, and they can't get it through the Coquihalla. And they're like, all right, well, you guys are going home because we ran out. And it's like, oh, crap. So... To me, the NHL is is kind of that supply. You need your supply in order to make sure that you you maintain the channel. And of course, there's concerns that you know. Well, what if what if we don't see a 2020 2021 season, which I still think is remote because there's way too much money that gets lost. This is this is the debate I've had on the channel, which is if you lose an entire season, do you really think they come back next year and the owners go, okay, everybody gets 100 percent of their income, we'll just ignore last year happened? Oh no. Uh-uh. No. The owners still lose money without a league. So there's still certain costs they're going to have. And I'm I'm hoping to 
be able to put together some videos on the everyday costs of each team and costs that are still being incurred during a shutdown. Costs that are still there during, because they don't, it's not like it just becomes null and void and it's just, you break even if you don't play. That's not, not 100% accurate. Sometimes you lose more money by playing, but it's not, not that you don't lose money if you don't play. So, there's, there's this whole split in the hockey world, and I'm not too, not too sure how much of a split it is. I have known a lot of hockey fans over my lifetime, and I mean, it's, it's a 47-year lifetime, right? In my 47 years, I've known a lot of hockey fans. And most, most fans are what you would call casual. They watch the game, and then they're done with it. When hockey's not on, they, they may think about it a bit, but not that much. And they don't get into the meat and potatoes of it. And these are people that, before I had a channel, I would get a lot of questions about, well, who's this guy? I saw this guy play last night. Who's he? Who's that? Who's the new guy we got? And I'm like, yeah, they drafted him in the first round a couple years ago. Oh, is he any good? Yeah, yeah, he's he's a pretty good player. He's How do you not know this? And so on some level... You know, I would I would be dealing with fans that I I genuinely be wide eyed at and kind of thinking, how do you not know this? But I know you're a fan. And there's a lot of people that are like that. And and then and then you get the not casual but not the hardcore, you know, gung ho. And I I kind of consider myself to be that. So before I had the channel, I watched every team, not so much. Uh, I would watch, you know, the Canucks. I'd watch the Bruins. I'd watch the Stars where I could. And sometimes I had center ice, but most years I didn't. Most years, uh, it was too much money, and I didn't have center ice. So I could just, I would just sit and watch Canucks games, and I might watch two, maybe three games a week. And so when the channel started going crazy, and I mean, I had center ice then, but even then, I wasn't watching every game. I wasn't watching every team. There were plenty of times where a game would start, and I'd be like, well, it's 9 o'clock, I'm going to bed. I have to get up for 3 in the morning, so as much as I'd love to see how this game ends, screw it, I'm going to bed. And that was still a thing um, up until three years ago, where I, I took that jump and I, I left the full-time job. I got a part-time job for six months, just to make sure if there was a major downturn in the channel, I was okay. But... You know, from from then until now, it's just, it's been an upward trend. But I was never, never the hardcore hockey sort. And and it's funny because I, I know there's people who live and die by all the charts and the, the war ratings. And the, and I see it every day. I do. Like, I, I do browse the, the advanced stat sites and I, I see the message boards and I see the things people say about me. I don't care. Whatever. But it's funny because, to me, it, it's just, it's it's interesting. I look at all those charts and I go, oh, he had a good rating. Okay, cool. And I just sort of look at it and go, all right, that's that's one metric. And it's it's all metrics. But I'm still a person that says, you know, the goals are important. I always laugh at, at the fact that goals, assists, points, production don't factor in. There are certain National Hockey League players that would love to have just the advanced stats count for their negotiations, where they could say, well, yeah, I didn't score this year, but look what else I did. And I, I don't think that 
we're ever going to fully see that. Um, and, and again, you know, it, it comes down to, I, I know the list videos are going to do well. I know draft videos do well. And I mean, not, not the prospect videos, but I mean the draft reaction and a, a draft recap, they're going to do well no matter what. And yeah, there's always going to be takes in there and I'm going to be right or I'm going to be wrong. But if I was doing stuff just for what I wanted, the channel would probably have different content on it than what it does. Uh, when I was first starting out, the content was quite different. And I adapted and I continue to adapt to where the audience, where the numbers tell me to go. That's why I haven't got into the playlists because they don't work. They really don't. As much as I enjoy doing all the historical stuff and I had thought about revisiting my uh, NHL history videos where I went year by year. I've thought about revisiting those, but they didn't draw two years ago. I'm not sure that they're going to draw now either. And I mean, they draw better now than they did back then, but not that much. Because while I like the hardcore part of it from his, from a historical aspect, I've got books and magazines and yearbooks all over my room from the entire history of the league. And I'm, I'm obsessed with the history of the league and, and what has happened in the past and all that stuff. That's the stuff that I really enjoy, <clears throat> but there's not a huge audience for it. And, and with the statistical arguments, there's not a huge, huge uh, argument for that either. If in terms of me adding more content of that nature, hockey card videos, I've got boxes of hockey cards. I'm just looking down. I got one, two, four, seven, nine, just looking, I've got nine that I haven't opened in my room that I can see. And eventually I'll do like unboxings of them, but I've learned over the years, hockey cards, it, it, it is a very, very, very small group of people overall that will watch hockey card videos. They don't generally have a, a big following. The Jersey videos do way better than that. In fact, the Jersey videos do pretty well. And I think it's because people know I have a massive collection and I get asked, how many do you have? How many do you have? I know it's over 400. I know it's over 400 and, and that's just the, the North American professional jerseys, whether it's NHL, AHL, uh, I have a couple of ECHL. I'm not even counting the WHA in that total. I got a few WHA total or WHA videos or videos, <laughs> jerseys through sports K and, and I'm not counting those in the total. And uh, they're they're nice, but that's just in case I have to do WHA videos in the new year, which I'm a little nervous about because I know they won't draw. Um, when you've done thousands and thousands of videos, you get a really good idea for what works and and what probably doesn't. Um, and and for me, there's there's definitely been times where I thought something was going to hit and then it didn't. You know, today I did a Jets video. Right now, according to YouTube, it's the 10th most popular out of the last 10 videos I've done. Well, crap. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I, I really, really wish that, um, certain videos would perform better than they do. I know some of it's timing. Some of it's, uh, just, you know, what day is it? What time is it? I noticed the other night I did a video later at night. And it was the best performing of the last 10 videos I'd done. And so I'm thinking, 
do I need to do one evening video every day? Is that going to garner me more votes? Because I was thinking if I posted at 6 o'clock or later, well, that's 9 o'clock Eastern, 10.30 in Newfoundland. People aren't going to be watching that as much. And yet it seemed to indicate that maybe that's the case. Or maybe it was just I did a more interesting video then than the other ones I'd done during the day. And that's what that's what's on my mind all day. So now if I'm going to be studying all these charts too, it, it, it gets exhausting. And just from a YouTuber perspective, stats, numbers, stats, 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 they get dry. You you have to do... I, I thought it was funny too. I read this one uh, comment along the lines of, well, if you want entertainment, then you want his videos. But if you want stats, don't look at his videos. Okay, well, I've also been told that all I do in my videos is stats. I've had that. Whereas all these, all these videos are stats. You don't have any actual opinion in this. Okay, well... Okay. Um, People don't like stats videos. Uh, Last season during the year and and during the previous season, I I did like NHL leaders and I thought, well, this is kind of interesting and I'd use different stats, different weeks and different looks at it. Nobody cared. Um, And then people like, well, you should always talk about rookies. Rookies didn't really change very much and it still didn't, it didn't improve the view counts. There are, I know, if you're listening to this and you're like, I like stat videos, right. But majority didn't. They really underperformed. And that's kind of part of part of the job of being a YouTuber. I, I you always use Metallica as as the example, not for YouTube, obviously, but selling out. So a lot of people over the years have said, well, Metallica was great until they sold out. The Black Album and everything after that, they sold out. Yeah, um, so Metallica at one point said, you know, this is great being famous and all, but we could make more money if we worked with Bob Rock and we had a more mainstream sound. And they did. They sold a lot of albums. And Load and Reload, yeah, they're very polished albums. They're also pretty darn good. And I've always found it interesting that people will complain that a band sells out. But if you're at a job and somebody says, hey, you follow this path down career-wise, you're going to make you know $10 an hour. If you follow this path, it's probably going to be a little bit easier and you'll make $30 an hour. Most people will choose the job that makes them $30 an hour. Most celebrities, yeah, it's it's great to do it for your craft and to make all those sacrifices, but a lot of them are going to say, hey, this is what pays the, pays the bills. This is why you'll see a really good actor in a complete crap movie. This is why you'll see a good actor in a really bad TV show because they're like, I got to pay the bills. Yeah, and I'm sure they looked at the script and go, wow, this is hot garbage. But i got to pay the bills. There are times where I will do a video where I, I may kind of roll my eyes a bit like, well, I this isn't the video I want to make right now, but there's an audience and there's people who want this video, so I'm going to do that. Um, and that was advice that I got. Was, that was months ago that I got that advice where I said, I, I'd actually messaged somebody and I said, so I, you know, I have to do this video today and I really, I, I don't, I don't feel it. I just don't feel like it. And, and he answered with, yeah, that's, that's part of, you know, what you do. You are now beholden to the people who watch your videos. And so what they want is what you have to provide. So just suck it up, go make that video, do it they're they're kind of going to tell you which way to go. And he was right. 
He's right. And I, th- I think that's, that might be the, because the funny thing is, like I said, I, I, I know advanced stats. I know wins above replacement. I know Corsi. I know Fenwick. I don't understand why Corsi and Fenwick both still exist. Doesn't Corsi make Fenwick pointless? But anyways, uh, that's a whole other argument. And and I get PDO. I I don't know how much I care. But again, if if I did season previews and I got into, well, here's the Corsi, here's the Fenwick, here's the PDO. Like there would be a lot of viewers going, what's he talking about? And I could explain it. And they'd be like, well, okay, but I, I really don't, this isn't really interesting to me. So you throw a bunch of numbers and a bunch of terms in there, and to some it's going to come across as kind of, well, snobbish. Um, Brock McGillis last week uh, retweeted somebody saying that both the pro and anti-analytics community are the worst fan bases. And I, I laughed. I saw that and I laughed because I'm neither. I'm not anti-analytics. And I'm not like a pro, you know, sole analytics guy. I've talked about analytics in video. When I was talking about uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars, I was putting analytics stuff into the reviews for those Stanley Cup Finals games. A little bit, a little sprinkling here and there. Not a lot. Because again, I think if you if you go heavy into those stats, you're going to lose people. You're going to be like, wow, this is this is dry. This is this is really really dry. Um, I could use astronomy as an example. Now I've been into astronomy since I was a little kid, and I I love astronomy shows, and I love the science behind it. But if I had a choice, okay, Shannon, you can watch a two-hour special on astronomy. It's going to talk about all these really cool things in astronomy, or you can watch this two-hour lecture that gets into all the formulas and all the science, and it gets into how they find this and they find that and how they measure this and it'll get into it all. You can write down all the formulas and you can start doing this on your own too. I know what I'm choosing. I know what I'm going to watch. And it's it's not going to be the super scientific video or movie or TV show. It's, it's not going to be. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is a, a very solid communicator, He has Cosmos, which I enjoy. Cosmos is a little simplistic in parts where I'm like, eh. But then there's a a series he has too where he gets into the science and the meat and potatoes of it. I fell asleep during the first episode. I I couldn't. And I was like, you know, he's he's smart. He's he's explaining it well, but I, I can't do this. So the books that I have stay kind of surface. And even though I understand a lot of this and I already know a lot of it, the, the the all the scientific formulas and all the stuff used for astronomy in order to measure all these things as fascinating as that can be it doesn't really interest me but it doesn't mean i like astronomy less than somebody else who knows all those formulas and went to school and took it for 6 8 years in order to get you know into um an observatory and and do all their work and I, I sometimes think with hockey, we have that problem. I know when Vegas came in, I really saw that. Where I would do videos where I was explaining just basics. Just basics. And I would get people saying, why are you making these videos? This is stupid. We all know how this works. If they want to find out how the game works, they can find out on their own. You don't need to make videos telling people. And and there was an attitude of, you people are just too stupid. You're too stupid. You're not real hockey fans. And I, I think that's 
that kind of gatekeeping doesn't make any sense to me because it, it, it's, it exists in the sports world. I know it does because I've seen it in football. I've seen it in baseball. I know that when I talk about baseball, I talk about football. There's eye rolling that goes on, even though I've watched both sports for as long as I've watched hockey. Have I watched as intently? Not with baseball, but with football. Yeah, pretty much. I would spend every Sunday just watching football. And if there was a hockey game on, oh, well, there's an NFL game on. I'm watching that instead. So I, I really think that it's just in, in general, the, I don't know, the hockey community as it is, I, I think it's fine. But I, I do understand that there's, a, there's, there's definitely a split. And for people who don't like the way that I do things, for people who don't like me, there's nothing I can say to change their mind. Nothing. There's nothing I can say that's going to make any amount of damn difference. And, and the danger is, and I know this from other YouTube channels, and, and just media too, uh, TV shows too, if you start trying to change your product to try to please one subsection of an audience, maybe a subsection you don't even have, then you you risk losing your core audience. So coming back to the Metallica thing, Metallica may have lost some of their core audience, but they got bigger. But if they had, once they were bigger and they did reload and reload, they had tried to go back and do something else. That's how St. Anger happens. St. Anger was a crap album and it didn't sell. It didn't sell. And they tried to do something that didn't sound as, as mainstream and as radio friendly, and it, it, it didn't work. So the next album was back to being radio friendly. So did they sell out? Yep. Absolutely. But that's, that's kind of the nature of the beast. And uh, so for me, I, I like to think that my channel covers a lot of the same stuff as it did before. But has it changed? Absolutely. Yes. There's a certain number of videos I need to, I know I need to do every day. There's a certain amount of topics I need to cover every day. There are certain teams that I need to make sure I continue to cover because it's easy when you're covering 31 teams for certain ones to kind of fall through the cracks. As I've seen some people say, well, he wears jerseys more for this team than the other ones. The first row of jerseys that I have in my room that's easiest Easiest access is from Anaheim to Dallas. So if you see me wearing teams that, that are from Anaheim to Dallas, they're the easiest to get to. Vancouver and Toronto as well are really easy for me to access. The second row is from Dallas back to the Rangers. So Dallas at the front, it's the second half of the Dallas bit, um, relatively easy to access. Same with Detroit, Edmonton, Florida. And then it's kind of a bit of a pain. i got to move things around. So that's why you may not see the other teams as much. Then in the third row, it starts with Ottawa, and it goes back to Winnipeg. So again, if I'm saying, well, I should wear a Winnipeg jersey for this, I'm like, oh, it's in the third row, and it's all the way at the back. But this team's in the front first row, and I don't have to move anything. I like the idea of not moving anything. Huh. So, you know, I, I that that legit is is the consideration I have. Uh, at times, but I do try to make sure with all 31 teams. And then, of course, if it's a newer jersey, I'm more likely to wear it in a video. Uh, the, the green Dallas, the gold Vegas, 
the brand new Ottawa ones. And then as the reverse retros start to make their way into my collection, I will make sure I'm wearing those as often as possible. Because again, for people on the internet who might be clicking around through YouTube videos or just in general looking up hockey stuff, I think that what I'm wearing in the video makes a difference. And I, I, I believe that, that if I wore just the bland jerseys, if I didn't continue to add to my collection, I, I don't think I'd have the following that I do on YouTube. I think it's, I think it's definitely part of it. And when I look on social media, and, and I would say a little over half of all the messages I receive are regarding jerseys. Where can I buy jerseys? Is this a legit site? Is this legit? People will send pictures and say, I got this jersey. Is this a fake or a real one? And so, uh, you know, that, that seems to be a large part of my, my fandom. And this is where I would come back to the advanced stats part. I don't get messaged about advanced stats. I don't get messaged by people saying, so what's the war of, of Seth, Seth Jones in comparison to Zach Wierenski? What's the, what's the, the, the PDO for the Canucks overall blue line compared? Like, I don't get, I don't get those questions because that's not generally been my audience. So you kind of talk to your audience. So I, again, if I tried to appeal to that crowd, I risk losing the audience I have. And I, I really don't know that there's, there's a huge audience for that. I've even noticed on Instagram that, yeah, there's a lot of different, like all the meme Instagrams and all the other Instagrams. And I keep thinking, there's a lot of people on here fighting over a small audience. Uh, on, online, in terms of communities, like I see people say, oh, you should have a million subscribers on your channel. That's not a thing. Uh, my channel can be around for 10 years. I will never hit a million subscribers because I don't think the hockey community is large enough for me to actually get a million subscribers. I, I don't think any hockey channel can hit a million because it's just there's not enough hockey fans who are going to be clicking on YouTube videos and clicking subscribe as well. There are plenty of people who watch my videos that do not actually subscribe. I've met them in person where they say, I don't have a Google account. So, sorry, I'm not actually a subscriber, but I watch all your videos. My answer to that is, if you're watching all the videos, it doesn't really matter. And if people hate watch, the hate watches get just as much revenue as the like watches. And if, if they say, oh, I skipped the ads because I can't stand, well, that's fine. I'm still getting the watch time. Watch time is huge. And it, it makes a big difference as to how much money you will probably get through your advertising is watch time. So my videos being longer than a lot of the other channels, it, it definitely adds to that watch time. I've had times where my, my uh, contact at YouTube has told me, he said, yeah, your watch time is really high, but your videos are really long, so that makes sense. But he said that's, that's attractive to, to, uh, to uh, advertisers, that you have a higher watch time. You have a good retention so again, if people, some, somebody's like, I'm just going to watch this and get angry at him. Okay, cool. Because in the end, the watch time, the retention, all those numbers make a huge difference. So even if somebody's got ad block and they're, they're downvoting and they can't stand this, they can't stand that, it still helps the channel because that's the way that YouTube works. It's sort of like, um, you know, bad news is still, you know, it, it, there is, there is no, no news that necessarily hurts your channel overall, unless, I mean, there's some bad things that can happen, but, um, and, and there's some stuff that I've, I've seen about YouTubers over the last few days. I'm like, that's not going to help their views or their, their subscriber counts, but okie dokie. 
And no, they're, they're not hockey channels. They're big channels. But again, I have to keep track of what's going on with the channels with the millions of subscribers because if they do something stupid, that can affect the income for the rest of us where advertisers say we're going to have to pull our money out of here because YouTube's, you know, running this incorrectly. So, yeah, there you go. A little bit of a Thanksgiving ramble and discussion. Um, for anybody who saw the whole Instagram drama thing, I didn't get upset during that. Even Yvonne said I'm that's total 180 from how you used to react to this stuff. And I said, honestly, it's been years. And if if the biggest insult a person can get is that, oh, I, the hockey guy's short. Yeah, I've been short my whole life. So it's not a big deal. It really isn't. I'm married. I've got kids. Anybody I'm trying to impress with overall size and strength. Yeah, I don't care. That's not a thing. So I do the treadmill five miles a day. That that seems to, you know, keep me in decent shape. And, and definitely Vaughn's been a fan of that as well. It's funny because in the beginning she wasn't she wasn't as on board with the she's like don't overdo it don't overdo it and then she saw like how the the muscle was building on my legs and she's like yeah no you're good no yeah you you go ahead and you keep you keep doing that yeah huh mm-hmm. it's like yeah all right so she didn't like it until she realized yeah no this is this is a good thing but uh, I I yeah I've spent uh, spent the last four years building things up. I, I don't have any intention of going anywhere now. And when I start second guessing myself, that's a problem. And so I don't, I genuinely don't. When I do the list videos, when they're done, I legit let out a sigh of relief and go, I don't have to do that again for a year. I, it's almost like a booster shot, which is like, okay, so I, all right, I'm inoculated against that list until next year at this time. Cool. Excellent. Uh, even when they were talking about having a shortened off season and maybe having the start uh, December 1st for the NHL season, I thought, I'm not going to do list videos this year. That's great. That's fantastic. And then, of course, it didn't start then. So, yeah, you know, here we are. Anyways, uh, thank you for, for your support along the way. Um, to everybody who subscribes, to everybody who listens to these these podcasts, to everybody who's, um, you know, been been along for the ride from the beginning, it's greatly appreciated. To people who aren't, that's okay too. Uh, I, I don't expect to win people over. I don't expect. I used to. I used to go, oh, no. They, I, what do I do? How do I, how do I get, how do I make this work? And it's just, you can't. You, you can't do it. So to anybody who's starting out, just ignore the, the, the trolley behavior. Um, one thing about following a bunch of reporters on, on Twitter and Instagram, the way people talk to people, <laughs> um, as Mike Tyson says, uh, social media has made people a lot more courageous to be disrespectful. So on those lines, because they don't have to worry about getting punched in the face. He He's not entirely wrong on that. Not entirely wrong that if people had to worry about, you know, saying something to Milan Lucic on social media because he might, you know, turn around and bop him one, they might say a lot less. But it's the world we live in. Anyways, thank you guys again. And... Uh, yeah, for anybody who's not subscribed to the channel, do so, because uh, whether we do or we don't get news on a season soon, there's always new uploads on the channel. I aim for usually four per day, sometimes five. And, uh, you know, it just, that it, I need that amount because I know they're not all going to hit. So I'm looking, to, I, I post the four going, one of these should hit relatively well. 
couple are going to probably be middle of the pack and one of them probably won't hit at all. But, uh, you know, that's, that's how it works. All right. Thanks again. And, uh, I will do this again soon.